Welcome back to the Wits Up podcast, and it is most excellent to see all of your smiling faces, particularly, I guess, in this pretty strange and I think it's fair to say weird time that we're all going through at the moment. I kind of feel like we're uh, we're living out a six-year-old's plot line to a story that they've come up with in their own head, either that uh, or a Quentin Tarantino movie. I don't know. It is bizarre times, and I hope you are all surviving okay. Uh, you're keeping yourself as healthy as possible, physically, mentally, emotionally. Uh, all I can say is uh, just keep chatting to people as as any way that you can, whether that be uh, over the good old telephone uh, or the amount of platforms that you can use these days uh, to do a video phone call is incredible. Uh, I think if anyone is benefiting uh, from the situation that we're all in at the moment, it is those platforms. But in all seriousness, I hope that you're all uh, looking out for each other, looking after yourselves uh, and doing what you can, uh, but also, I guess, taking your time to to breathe, uh, take a step back from, from the craziness that is our day-to-day lives. Uh, we are going to get underway with our chat with the very lovely Emma Pellant, but I want to give a shout out to our newest members of the Wits Up Patreon platform uh, at the top tier. We have James Fifield, uh, Fallon Pershing, Barbara Goranson, and Sharon Seaton. Thank you so very, very much for your support, particularly at this point in time. Your hats, your brand new special edition Wits Up hats are on their way in the mail. So I hope you get your, I was going to say hands on them, but your heads in them pretty soon. All right. Uh, And for those of you who are wondering how you can support Wits Up, if you enjoy the content that we produce, jump on the Wits Up Patreon platform. It is simply Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, dot com backslash wits up. Alrighty, let's get underway with our chat with Emma Pallant. Welcome uh, to the Wits Up podcast, Emma Pallant. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, look, um, I said before we actually hit record that I feel like the universe has been trying to keep us apart for just over a week. Well, actually the universe, but also my child uh because when we were supposed to catch up last week (laughs) i'd set my alarm (laughs) to get up early and have a chat with you and then i woke up about an hour afterwards um and had must have done that i don't remember doing it but must have done that whole slam my fist down on the alarm and just shut it off and you you must have been hanging around waiting for the phone call just going oh steph's an asshole (laughs) No, not at all. I thought I must have got it wrong. Like, um, yeah, I'm rubbish at technology. So I thought oh, I've, I've just ballsed up here. But um, hey, I totally understand kids. So no problem. Well, and your your reply message was very lovely. I felt I felt really bad. Um, but I guess at any time, like at the moment, people do have a little bit of extra time on their hands. Um, but your yep. response was that you're, you understand kids and your sister just adopted a two-year-old or something yeah yeah my first little nephew so um they've been trying to have kids for ages oh. and then yeah it wasn't working so they went through the whole massive adoption kind of channel and um yeah he's been a little ray of sunshine into their lives but definitely a handful so totally get that it is amazing what amazing people to do that's just incredible are they back in um the uk yeah, yeah. So um, we kind of, um, again, I've been trying to spend a little bit more time there and, and just um, see him little and often, like always flying through the UK now. But um, yeah, it's been a long stint this time. So yeah. yeah. Um, so you're in South Africa at the moment and you're, do we say stuck there or you're choosing to stay there for a while? <laughs> Yeah, I am. Well, so I was meant to be leaving. um, So you get three months and uh, before the whole like visa thing. So I was meant to be uh, coming back to Europe to race uh, as of I think next week or yeah, in a couple of weeks to to start the season. 
Um, but yeah, then we had the whole thing of like, so Jared wouldn't be able to really be stuck in the UK. He'd probably get shifted off pretty quick because um, they're <laughs> a little bit stricter on visas. So instead we took a long road trip to just find a border uh, that wasn't closed in South Africa um, and literally <laughs> drove across the border. And then we were like, but that was as far as our plan was. Like, we were like, okay, we've got to get out of the country. And then, yeah, I can restart my three months. Um, but then we didn't plan after that. So we crossed the border and then we're like, oh, what do we do now? Because we'd made up this story about we were going there to like cycle. And yeah, <laughs> then it was like, okay, now do we just do a U-turn? And neither of us had any signal or any data or, yeah, we were just like driving and thinking, yeah, we, we probably should just flip a U-turn and, and drive back across. Um, and thankfully it was different people on the other side. So, yeah, we got away with that. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, little my adventure. Gosh. Um, okay, flip a U-turn. So in Australia, we call that chuck a U-E. I've heard in the mm -hmm. States they say flip a bitch. Is there any way, oh. <laughs> other way? Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, Lindsay Corbin taught me that one and it, it just came out of her mouth. So I was like, oh, I, I, um, she's so polite. I, I'm not offended. Well, yeah, like I just didn't expect it from her. Um, <laughs> uh, is, there, is there another way of saying that um, in, the, in the UK? I guess it depends on where in the UK you're from as well, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm thinking like, um, and I think, yeah, with, with you Australians, you always add an E or an O or a, something to the end, but I think we're pretty simple. Yeah. <laughs> a UE. I like a UE. UE I do. UE. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, question for you. Well, there's going to be lots of questions. Here's one of them. Um, are, you, are you a bit of a fidgeter? The reason I'm asking is, are you holding a pen at oh, the present time? Busted. Busted. Yeah, sorry. I, I can't sit still. I've been like, yeah, okay, I drop it. Sorry. I have to be doing something. It drives Jared crazy. Like I can't even watch TV or, yeah, I'm always doing something. Sorry. Put it uh, down. No need to apologise. I'm holding a pen at the same time and I thought that's probably a good signal for me to put it down as well. Um, were you just like clicking the end of it? Yep, yep, and flipping it up and down. <laughs> can Doing you, a little can twirl. you, yeah, can you twirl it on your thumb? Yes, I can. Oh, so can you twirl it one way and then back the other way? I'm boring. Oh, hmm. I'm trying no, to do now. No, I'm a one wayer. One wayer. All right, well, there's, um, there's your quarantine, um, exercise. Uh, I'll Challenge. catch up with you in a few weeks to see if you can, yeah. To do, if, see like if you it. can get that done. I'm going to have a crack as well. Um, okay. And you, you know that our entire audience came here for this riveting conversation about pen clicking and flipping. So. Because mm. <laughs> what, else, what else do you do in an office? Okay. <laughs> exactly. Mm. <laughs> um, but but I do, let's go down that line of being a fidgeter um, because I, I'm a massive fidgeter as well. I like to tap a lot. And I feel like it's um, it's not a nervous tick, but it, it's a it's a habit that I don't even realize I'm doing. I don't even realize that I'm tapping to the song in my head. There doesn't have to be any music, nothing. But I'm I'm doing something, and it drives my friends insane. But I keep saying to them, like I'm not doing it intentionally to annoy you. You have to sort of politely and gently tell me that I'm doing it because it. Just yeah. it's such a natural thing to do. Is that the same with, with I guess it. Jared or Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this is like I, I think as well, it's just energy, like excess energy. Like yes. um if I'm I'm I just can't sit still. And even in bed, like I think I run in my but it's good because Jared does this as well. We both run in our sleep. Like we'll be having oh, these little like ladder kicks. So, uh, yeah, neither of us can get annoyed with the other one because, um, mm. yeah, both bad habits together. And were you like that as a kid? Do you remember, uh, like, probably more so at primary school, getting that kind of feedback from teachers? Yeah, yeah. My mum actually, um, so she, she had this thing, like, if I was really naughty, she'd take away my running shoes. So I, I couldn't... Um, uh, yeah, go running training. That was like my discipline thing. Um, yeah. But then the teachers would be like, hmm, has she not done, like they definitely wanted me to do a bit of exercise before I came to school. Um, they didn't want me too right. fresh. So 
Yeah. <laughs> Bit of a behavioural thing. Really? And so they picked up on that pretty quickly, the, the teachers, that it was um, an, an exercise thing, that that was the way that you, you needed to uh, burn energy. Yeah, because otherwise you just, just couldn't concentrate. Like, um, yeah. yeah, I'd be off the walls. So, uh, yeah. yeah, she had to flip strategies. Yeah, because don't you reckon it's interesting? I mean, I just I grew up with these kind of people as well. Um, I mean, I was I I guess I was the same in terms of I was always playing sport, and I everyone knew that I just that's how I needed to burn energy. But you hmm. see a lot of kids with, um, and I'm not saying that this is the answer, but um, it's definitely a a path to p- perhaps check out when there are behavioural problems, but. You see too often that that's that's not a uh, an avenue that they pursue, um, or even like something like music. Yeah. And you're like, to, like I know that I did a thousand and one things as a kid. Otherwise, I would I would have been a much more obnoxious student if I didn't have those <laughs> other sort of extracurricular activities. I wasn't obnoxious. I was cheeky because I was always yeah. bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I, I think as well, it's, it's those um, like the kids that yeah, they're not necessarily not. Put academic, your pen down. Just put that pen sorry, down. Sorry, I hear it. <laughs> the ones, the ones that just find it um, hard to concentrate. They always like often they can make the best sports people, and that's why. Um, yeah. So here, here we went into. Uh, I want to start like a running club in an orphanage, and we found the place, and it is. It's the the least academic kids are the ones that can often really excel in sport just because, yeah, they're not that academic because they just can't concentrate. I think there's a big, yeah, big overlap. Okay. Hang on a second. That's a massive um, uh, piece of information that you just dropped. You are trying to set up a running club at an orphanage. Is that what you just said? Yeah, yeah. We're a month in and then this whole thing um happened but um already there's like massive potential so uh yeah and but it's just yeah like you're saying I think it is just so important for these kids to have an outlet um yeah so yeah keep going tell me more tell me more um why (laughs) why um where, where where whereabouts is the orphanage why the orphanage and I guess what what's the process been like? I, I can't imagine it's just as simple as rocking up and going, "Hey, I'm Emma, a professional triathlete. Come and do this." Yeah, yeah, it was pretty. Um, mm. I, I uh, to begin with, that was like my idea. I thought, "Oh yeah, sure, these kids need help. <laughs> there, you can just rock on in and play games with them." Um, but yeah, no, it's not yep. that simple. So um, <laughs> the the biggest the biggest problem actually is South African. Um, running club rules so they have so many running club rules so you have to have like a proper set up running club um and have your your kit approved and all these kind of things um which jared kind of did a lot of so yeah we kind of we started that process maybe six months or so ago um and then um yeah we went we looked around like um this orphanage we we found this um one not too far away here in johannesburg and yeah, went around, uh, talked to the people and um, yeah, they were definitely on board with it. Kind of the idea is just to do mass um, kind of involvement to begin with, get all the kids, um, yeah, just enjoying sport and exercise. And then any that really kind of want to, because you could make a living, like if, if some of them can't go like, into a job or um like you, you can make a living from road running here um right. just because living costs are quite cheap and stuff so kind of just for a little outlet for them like an opportunity that yeah if they if they want to make something from it we just give them what they need so yeah and where was this like I feel like you're being very humble about it this is a very this is very cool and wh- where did the idea stem from um I kind of just like from what we were saying earlier that just uh yeah I wasn't the most academic person um in in school and um I I can't really imagine my life if I didn't have sport um and I just feel like if there's kids out there 
that don't have that opportunity and, and don't know kind of how life-changing sport can be. Um, yeah, I kind of just feel like it's a massive opportunity wasted. Um, and, and when I was a, a pure runner, we did a running camp in Kenya. Um, and yeah, we went into a school and they were doing the same thing there. Um, and these athletes were turning into like world champions. So I think success breeds success. And if they see one of their own that, yeah, wins a race and comes back and tells them all about it, that the other kids, um, yeah, it can just kind of grow into something where that it empowers them. And then maybe they can take over like the older kids can start running it and we can go to a different orphanage and stuff. So. Yeah, start small, but hopefully we'll grow. Yeah, definitely. And you're a a month in, did you say? Uh, Yeah, so, yep, we uh, got the go-ahead four weeks ago, yeah. So we did, yeah, we've been doing a month of training and then everything's gone into lockdown. But, hey, we'll pick it back up. Yeah, but and in that that first month, how did you feel the response was with the kids? Because I imagine um, it's it's not going to be something that will be picked up straight away. I imagine there'll be a bit of um, time to grow. Yeah, definitely. I think um, again, I was surprised at. I thought the older ones would more be like understand it a little bit more and be more into it. Um, whereas it was the younger ones that just yeah were throwing themselves into it. They just wanted to be picked up all the time and do whatever you did. Um, whereas the older right. ones were a little bit like cautious and a bit like, hang on, like you're coming in here and telling us to run around a field and like. Um, and some of these guys are like sixteen and yeah, obviously have had a tough life. So, um, yeah, we're just a little bit cautious and a little bit, but, um, yeah, they're definitely starting to, to warm to it. And, um, we've got a little chart going of, yeah, recording their mileage and, and their speeds and stuff. So, uh, they're getting a little bit competitive with it, which is kind of cool. <laughs> and how have you responded to, I guess, the emotional side of things? Because it's not, um, it's not just you know, coaching and teaching kids how to run, I imagine there would be a lot of um, emotional toing and froing between um, kids who who have had a, a rough life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's kind of, um, I almost find the discipline, I didn't even think about the discipline side of things. And then um, like um, one of the kids, he spat in the other kid's face and I was like, I was in a bit of shock and then told him off yeah. and then he got he got really upset and then I was like, oh no. Um, so I let him back in and then he smacks another one in the balls and I was like, oh, okay, you're definitely out now. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it was just... Yeah, it's, uh, but they do funny things as well, like naughty, cheeky things that you're like, I should be telling them off now and I'm trying not to laugh. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure you know. Exactly the same as a small child. But but I imagine, you know, when you're, and correct me if I'm wrong, but um, when, when you're in the world of being a professional triathlete, you're essentially surrounding yourselves with people who have made a decision to, um, you know, be the best that they can be in terms of their athletic uh, endeavours, but you're you're taking what you've learnt from that world, from the running in the triathlon world, and into a world where, um, you know, perhaps they haven't they haven't been given opportunities to showcase what they can do or to realise themselves what they can do. So uh, there would be uh, walls up, there'd be defence mechanisms, which sounds like that's what's coming from some of the older kids. So for you, Mm. I imagine that is a massive learning curve. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And also just um, just seeing like, what little they have, but what they've already done with it, like without even knowing. So this, this, um, mm. they have this, uh, like this bouncy piece of material that they just put into the ground and um, they turn into a trampoline. And this kid who's just taught himself and he's just on there bouncing up, doing backflips, like it's incredible. And he just taught himself. He's just like from hours jumping on this thing. He taught himself how to backflip and yeah, it's wow. super cool. That is very cool. Um, and is it just the two of you doing that or you've got a few other people helping out? 
Yeah, so uh, just me and Jared going in, but then um, one of the teachers um, is kind of on board. Um, we're going to train him for the comrades, which is a, like a massive race here. Uh, um, yeah. So yeah, giving him a watch and the motivation and, and kind of doing him a training plan. So as well that he understands it's not just like who can run the furthest. We don't want to like take these kids from no running to like 100k, especially when they haven't got shoes and things. So it's okay. Yeah, so this this uh, this teacher is super keen to get his own running going, um, and yeah, comrades is a big deal here. So mm. we set him a training plan, and are just trying to teach him a little bit more as well, like through him doing it, um, kind of how to prevent injuries, um, how to do strength training as well, because um, these guys like they haven't got shoes at the moment, a lot of them, so they're running barefoot, and we don't want them to go from not kilometers to like 100 in a week um so just keeping yeah. it safe and making sure you're getting the intensity of training in there as well um and yeah he's super cool he's like really enthusiastic and he's also already got that bond with them kind of they trust him and yeah they um yeah be cool if they can look up to him and yeah as well we kind of um for a prize for for the the best couple of guys we want to take them to watch him race so they can get kind of the atmosphere understand oh. what it's all about and yeah see what the events are oh good on you that sounds amazing well done that's awesome oh, thanks <laughs> you good. are way too humble i'm really trying to g you up here and you're just oh. like oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. no 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 it's cool it's it's like um yeah i just think of all the help that i've had kind of um yeah in my running and stuff and um these these kids literally have nothing so um yeah, yeah it does really make you just I don't know it makes him way more grateful as well I just think of like like with this lockup it's nothing compared to what could be going on in life oh yeah absolutely and I think that's one one of the I think the best memes that we saw out there was um along the lines of you know our grandparents went to war We've been we've been told to sit on the couch for a couple of weeks. So I think we can handle it, type of thing. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. It's true. It's so true. Um, hey, so for the people who don't know, Jared uh, is your boyfriend, but recently turned fiance. Yeah, check us. I feel <laughs> super grown up now. Um, yeah, yeah, he's. Uh, we've probably been dating. Uh, we met East London like a couple of years back, and then um, the whole kind of trying to make it work whilst not living often in the same continent. Um, and yeah. then uh, yeah, made the big plunge, and then yeah, now it's official. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Talk, talk me through uh, the proposal. Was it an absolute surprise to you or did you have an inkling? Yeah, no, I really thought, so Jared can't keep a secret. Like we yeah, <laughs> tell each other everything and, and we spend so much time. Literally, we spend like 24-7 together. Um, so I thought, okay, like I'm going to have to pretend to be shit. Like when it comes, I kind of, <laughs> I don't know, like we've always talked about, yeah, the future life and whatever. Like, like I kind of, I thought he was the one and, and I was going to marry him one day, but I kind of thought, yeah, I'll so know when it's coming. I'm going to have to be like, pretend to be surprised and it'll be cringe, cringe, cringe. Um, but it wasn't. So I, I'd had a race at Durban and um, I'd fainted and I hadn't been very well. And uh, we flew back oh. and I was so angry, like I had a really hard day of training just to get like all my frustration out. And then, um, yeah, he was like, um, we had a bike race then in Cape Town the next weekend. He's like, oh, we're going to go a couple of days early. Um, and on the Wednesday, um, obviously, stupidly, I, I put myself in bed having trained too hard um, after mm -hmm. not being well. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I was like, oh, Jared, I, I don't know if I'm, I want to cut, like I'm not feeling very well. Um, and he was like, no, 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 you'll, you'll feel better. Come on, let's do this bike race. Um, and then I thought he, he's like, because normally he's super cautious, whereas he was being a bit insensitive. So I was like, oh, like, yeah, you don't understand. <laughs> like, so I was getting a little bit angry with him. And then um, he was like, uh, made me go and get my nails done. And I was like, Jared, I'm not feeling very well. Why did you? He's like, well, put the appointment like to cheer you up. And I was like, I just want to be in bed. I don't want to go and get my nails done. Um, <laughs> so again, I was like getting more and more annoyed with him. And then, um, but, yeah, we but flew still to Cape annoyed Town. at this. 
sorry, at this moment, you're just annoyed, not thinking anything else. Yeah, no, no, just really annoyed. Okay. Just like, oh, Excellent. he doesn't understand. I was like, Jared, unless, in, like, I wouldn't say, unless I really wasn't feeling well, I would not be saying I don't feel well. Um, and then, <laughs> yeah, so we fly to Cape Town and then he's like, oh, I've got um, my friend, you know, my friend's a photographer um, and um, he's, because um, we, we walked up, uh, I need to get this right, not Lion's Head, the other one. Uh, uh, what's the one in Cape Town? Table... Oh, yeah, Table, is it Table Mountain? I think, yeah, that's the famous one. Are you asking one. me or him? Uh, <laughs> I'm asking you. But we've yeah, done this. <laughs> we've done this a few months ago with Laura Siddle, and I was like, oh, I really oh, enjoyed dear. it. So I, I didn't yeah. think, like, I'd enjoy walking up to the top of the hill. I was like, why can't we run up there or do something fun? Um, but I'd really enjoyed that. So he was like, oh, I remember how much you enjoyed that. Um, like this will cheer you up we're going to walk the other to the top of the other one lion's head um and um yeah with his friend because he's a photographer and it's going to be a nice like sunrise and stuff he's like you can't train at the moment because you're not well so you might as well just like do it as a fat burning morning exercise so I was like okay that appeals to me yeah I do that so uh and then he was like oh and we have to get up at 5 a.m. And I was like, oh, you're kidding me. Like, I'm not feeling well. So I was like, okay, I'll just make the call. When we wake up, if I'm not feeling well, you go walk up with him and you can take the photo and show me what it looks like. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I woke up and then I was like, oh, I'm feeling a bit better. Okay, let's do this. And yeah, thank God I said yes. <laughs> oh, wow. So you got to the top. Uh, your mate is taking photos along the way and then... How, you get to the top how how did the conversation start um so yeah we got up there and then they pulled out like coffee and uh some little like breakfast oh, bars good. and um I was like this is cool and then um yeah they were waiting for the sunrise and I was I was getting a little bit bored kind of had no pen to fidget with <laughs> um so <laughs> yeah I walked over to the other side and then I was like Jared, I'm, I'm getting cold like are we gonna go down soon um, and he was like, hang on, hang on, hang on. Kevin's, Kevin's just waiting for this like proper, proper picture. Um, and then, yeah, he was like, oh, come here for a hug. And then <laughs> it sounds a bit cringy. And it was cringy because there were other people up there as well. So, um, and he goes, um, are you ready? And I was like, ready for what? I thought we were like, we we're going to race down or something. Um, and he was like, just <laughs> spend the rest of uh, your life with me and I was like oh my word yeah and then he got down on one knee and then everyone like around was clapping and stuff and I was very embarrassed but yeah it was cool well played very yeah. well played and, and that he actually surprised you that that's uh by the sounds of things that would have been a tough gig <laughs> yeah it was honestly I was so yeah really really shocked so um yeah no he did it well really well and do you find it weird saying the word fiance? Yeah, he keeps calling me up because I, I totally forget. Um, like, and I keep forgetting to put my ring back on because I have to take it off. Like when we open water swim and stuff. Um, and yeah, he's proper sharp on it. If I'm like, uh, but like my boyfriend, blah blah blah, he'd be like, "Who's your boyfriend?" I was like, "Oh, my fiance." <laughs> Whereas he had more of a head start. Like he was already in his head thinking. Like the next evening, he was like. Yeah, when we met people at this bike race and stuff, and he was already introducing me as his, his fiance, but I need a bit more time to, yeah, sink in. Yeah, fair enough. So then, okay, so when that's happened and you've got a photographer, great, took some great photos, awesome. <laughs> yeah. But does then the photographer feel like a bit of a third wheel climbing all the way back down? <laughs> The thing, so he's, uh, I don't know if you know Kevin, uh, he's Mariella's, um, Mariella's like a, a pro athlete, um, here, um, in South Africa and, it, and it's her husband. Um, and oh. yeah, no, thankfully he's super cool, super chilled kind of, uh, yeah, he just like kept his distance and yeah, I was so embarrassed as well because I never get teary. I, I like very, I only ever cry about races and, um, yeah, he um, he saw me get a little bit teary at the top, but it was right. <laughs> There's something about you. Even st still, sound a little bit sort of giddy, like a little bit funny talking about it. 
Yeah, I just like as well. I find I find the story because I've told so many people the story. I think oh, people it, like it must be boring. Like um, yeah, okay. I don't know because they've said it so many times. Like I not I just I just feel like cringy. Like um, yeah, I can't explain it. But um, it was cheesy in a good way. It was cheesy in a good way. Yeah, it's, it sounded like a like a great morning. I I mean, I, when my husband well boyfriend at the time proposed to me I um I don't remember much of it other than feeling really sick uh very nauseous and <laughs> asking him if he could get me a Gatorade because oh, no. and, <laughs> and then eventually I said oh yeah yes yes but I just because I didn't didn't know how to deal with emotions oh. at all and was just not feeling very well so, so it was unexpected well, it it kind of was, it, it but on the way there, I figured it out, and then I just uh, had this internal monologue, sort of saying, "Don't, don't stuff this up. Don't say anything <laughs> stupid. Like, oh. let him do this thing that he's trying to do." And because I'm such a control freak and the organizer in this house, I yeah. it just like everything was opposite to what I normally do. And then as I'm saying, "Don't say anything stupid." I'm just blurting out all this stuff like, where are we going? Are you, have you bought me a house? This is on Christmas morning on the way to my mate's house. And I'm just being like, where's my other present? Is it knowing damn well what it is, but just trying to deflect, but doing a terrible job. Um, And uh, yeah. And then just, just because I was like, now I know, I don't, I don't know what to say. I mean, I know I'm going to say yes, but I don't know how I'm going to say it. And emotions, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so, yeah. now I'm really it glad probably... it was a surprise because otherwise I probably yes. wouldn't have had to deal with the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, um, yeah. And my husband's very bad at keeping secrets um, and even oh. surprises, just rubbish at them because if I call him out on one thing, he caves straight away. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, man, like I didn't really even try very hard to get that out of you. Uh-oh. So, anyway. Anyways, so I met you face-to-face two years ago in Kona was it two yeah two years ago because I was oh I just had Frankie no yes 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 yeah (laughs) oh yeah so I'm thinking hang on she's not two yet but it was two Konas ago yeah yeah yes and when you arrived you said um uh my well boyfriend at the time is a little bit worried about you turning up to where I was because I had a six week old or a seven week old because uh you tend to get quite clucky and he was yeah. nervous that you would leave feeling cluckier than ever. Is that a fair statement? <laughs> very, very much so. Yeah, leave with the baby. Like even when we first went into this orphanage, I was like he's like, You're not here to pick one oh by my the God. way. Oh. <laughs> And the kids offering me a dog and all the other things. But, um, yeah, I just love kids. I think they're so cute. They're a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Oh, it's funny. I didn't even think about that. You're not here to pick one. Like, it's a puppy yeah. pound yeah, from Alyssa. <laughs> My goodness. Um, okay, so one thing I found with you when I was trying to do, like I said to you before, I don't, I don't over-research because I like to see where the conversation goes. But I was trying to do, you know, a little bit of research to get a little, little bit more of a background. But it's really hard to find a whole lot of information about you outside of the fact that you were a very successful runner, um, which we, we will talk about. Uh, but injuries kind of led you to triathlon and then you became a successful triathlete. Other than that, I couldn't find a whole bunch of information out there. Hmm. What do you have to say about that? (laughs) I was going to say, is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Um, Yeah, I guess that's the same. That's probably the story like that I tell most people when they ask, oh, how do you get into Jaflon? And that's always a thing that comes up. So with all that being said then, um, and obviously it does come up and it will come up in this conversation, but... I like I like the the whole and and this whole podcast is a lot more about trying to find find out more about the person behind the athlete and I think one of the good questions to ask people is 
you know, in, in, in 30 years or however, however many years, uh, when you're retired, uh, you have kids of your own, uh, and then later on, you've got grandkids. What, what do yeah. you think, what would you like them to know you as? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, or how would you like people to remember you outside of the world of triathlon and running? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, yeah. I kind of, I'd like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd Do you like know I ask, I ask these questions. Sorry, I ask these questions yeah. and then I think, how the fuck would I answer these? Would, this is really, yeah, yeah. really harsh. <laughs> One day you need to interview yourself. That would be a good yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah, the same questions. Um, mm. No, I think I'd, I'd like to be known as just like a doer, like that I get involved in things like, um, like my mum, she is, uh, a doctor she's obviously had all of us um but she's got she's got so many like things going on um and yeah she's known and, and I think as well Jared's kind of known as one of those people like around here if someone like needs something or um yeah he's he's always if he doesn't know what to do he'll know someone that does um and yeah, yeah. I hope that I can be um yeah just a bit of a doer like a like someone that um yeah can can pass on what they've learned in life and and the mistakes they've made um and yeah just be like involved in other people's lives as well um rather than just yeah. be that person kind of this is what I've done with with my stuff um yeah Ooh. I guess <laughs> I don't know Good maybe answer. that's a bit deep well, it can be deep if 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 you want it to be, that's fine. So, okay, so in saying that, um, in your like group of friends, so I like to think of myself in, in my group of friends is that uh, I guess similar to what you said with Jared, that uh, I like connecting people. So if someone needs something done, I might not be able to do it, but I'm generally I can find someone who can help that person out. Or like I like to I like to be a fixer. I like to fix things. I like to do things for other people and get get shit done for them. And yeah. knowing that they can rely on me, that sounds like that's kind of a similar thing for you for you and Jared. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and we always say like, you know, if you're meeting up with someone, like you say, oh, we'll meet up with, um, I don't know, this bike ride or yeah, yeah, we'll go for dinner here or there. Uh, like I never want to be known as a flaky, like they call them here flakies, like mm. someone that says, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll come a lot. Yeah, yeah, I'll see you in a few days. And then there's, there's yeah, they, they, they don't turn up. Um, I kind yeah. of, uh, yeah, like to, like to, I don't know, get out there and, yeah, like you say, get shit done. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I feel exactly the same and exactly the same about being a non-flaker. However, it's also gotten me into trouble in the past as well yeah. by being that yes person and doing way too Can't much. No. Like being – Yeah. Yeah. Like being sick yeah. and climbing up a mountain when you should probably just stay in bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no you're like Jared and that's the one time like I will I'm I'm bad at putting my training before everything like as long as I've got what I need to get done in the day then yeah I do whatever but Jared can't say like actually cannot say no I, I, don't, I don't know if I should tell people this but yeah he cannot say yeah. no so before he will he like he'll miss a session to go and pick someone up in the pouring rain or um yeah he really can't say no which um yeah, I don't think I have that problem when it comes to training. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and uh, how many brothers and sisters do you have? Um, I have a little brother and an older sister. So, yeah, one of each. Ah, you're in the middle. Yeah, the middle one. Yeah. So what do you think that means, being the middle child? How do you think that... Um, like what sort of middle child traits do you think you have? <laughs> well, well, I think we just says... covered one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she will say so... that, um, yeah, I'm the, um, uh, my sister was the easy one. She's the older one. Yeah. The responsible, like second mum type. Um, my brother's the super chilled laid back one. And then, yeah, the middle one, uh, she got us all these t-shirts. I'm, I'm trying to remember what they said uh, uh... for Christmas. It was like, <laughs> I'm the older child. I make the rules. 
I'm the uh, little child, uh, follow the rules or something. And then mum was, I'm the middle child, I'm the reason we need rules. Is that right? <laughs> it was something like that, yeah. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah. but you know, like people say, you know, the, the old, oldest is meant to be the second parent or whatever it is. But like I yeah. listen to that and I've got a brother either side of me and I'm like, yeah, nah, that's not how it panned out in our family at all. Um, so, okay, so mum is a doctor. Yep. You decided to pursue a career in uh, – well, no, you did physiotherapy for a little while but then stuck to the elite sport. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, I was – like I always wanted to be like my mum. Um, and um, right. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be a doctor. And then it pretty, yeah, early on became evident I wouldn't because every time I see blood, uh, I will faint. Like I just, uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's not very handy. So she's like, okay, darling, yeah, maybe what? try something like to do with the muscles more and sports. And yeah, so then I was like, okay, I'm going to be a physio. Um, and yeah, I did that for um a little a little bit of time um well actually I so I graduated from uni and then I um had a night contract and everything as a, as a runner so I was like oh I don't actually like need to work I'm going to be a professional runner um and hang on a, a what contract uh, a Nike oh I don't know if as, they, yeah is <laughs> it Nike yeah sorry Nike Nike yeah. oh oh no what is the right way to say it I don't know Adidas, Adidas, I don't know, Nike, Ooh. Nike, yeah. I don't know. I, so I used to think it was Nike and then I thought it was Nike because that's the, it's a Greek goddess's name for victory or something or other and that's how you pronounce it. I could be wrong. Oh. We will find Every out and I'm sure people day. will tell us. I take Correct, <laughs> correct. Okay, so you um, were a top runner in the Nike um, stable of athletes. Carry on. Yeah, yeah. so then I thought, um, yeah, i just do that full time and um, was with a couple of the guys um, in an athlete house um, and we trained in the morning, like perfect, great. And then they could play just PlayStation or Game Boy. Like they were super chilled for the rest of the day. And I was like, oh, I can't do this. I can't sit around for, for a day. Um, so, yeah, I thought, like, I don't need to be full-time. I can just work physio in the afternoon. Um, got my own little practice going and then found triathlon. And, yeah, if you want to be kind of <laughs> – you, you can't be working as well if you want to be yeah. pretty good. So, yeah, just do so, it all in. Wow. And the – so when you're running, you well explain to me what level you got to. Like uh, from what I understand, you competed at the Olympic trials, um, but but I don't fully understand the whole system on that side of the world. So, what's the highest achievement in running? And when did you know that um, through injuries that running wasn't going to be uh, your career? Yeah, I think, um, so Beijing was probably the, the closest I got um, because they took, uh, so we we were still juniors, um, me and my best friend, uh, Steph, and we, we trained together and we qualified for World Juniors and um, the World Junior Championships were the same day as the Senior Trials, um, but obviously they wanted us to, to do the um, World Juniors and, and so they said that they'd take two um, athletes from the senior trials they picked two of them and then if me or Steph got a medal at the, the world juniors then we'd qualify for Beijing um, so yeah we we both raced and she came first and I came third but yeah there was only one spot so she went and Ooh. yeah then I trained hard for <laughs> four years for the next one for London um, but yeah, I, I kind of overdid it and um, that's, that was, yeah, they were my injury years. So it was really stop and start. Yeah, so. right. Yeah, and I kind of, wow. I don't know, I never really thought, because uh, um, triathlon, it was only going to just like fill a space. So whilst I couldn't competitively run, um, because I just wasn't taking right. enough time off. Um, so I thought, okay, I need to fill a gap as long as I swim and bike hard. 
um, then I'll run less and then I'll go back to it. Um, so triathlon was just going to fill that space. And then, yeah, I just enjoyed like the whole, it was so much more of a challenge and so much more, um, yeah, of an event and stuff. I really enjoyed the events. And so, yeah, I stuck with it. Um, but I never, like, I still want to go back to running, especially like the road running. I've done some of the road races here. Um, and it's such an incredible, like you get thousands and thousands of people on these closed roads. Um, and yeah, I just love it. I really do. Yeah. Right. How was, um, just going back to when Steph made it to the team, how was the, the friendship after that? Did you guys struggle a little bit or it just made you stronger or do are you still close? Yeah. Yeah. She's, uh, she's going to be my head bridesmaid. Um, so Excellent. yes, <laughs> um, no, we're still super <laughs> close. She's, she's like a sister to me, like to the point of, yeah, we'd go away on the camps and, and yeah, we can fight like sisters, but we can also, yeah, put everything behind us. And, and it was more the lead up that was really hard. Like as soon as the, the race was over, then um like yeah I was super happy like if if I wasn't gonna go then yeah I'd definitely want her to be the person that that did and then it meant that I could train with her and help her up to it and um yeah I was super proud of her but just the the week leading into the race was the really hard thing um because we had the same coach and we had the same like we used to share a room together and stuff so we decided kind of that we'd have different roommates for that championships and um Right. Kelly Holmes, I don't know if you know, um, she was quite a good athlete and she, um, yeah, she, she was mentoring me. So she came across to coach me leading up that week yeah. leading up, um, and Steph stayed with our coach. Um, and yeah, just so that we were separate and I don't know, it was so hard. Yeah. It was really hard, like just emotionally. Um, but yeah, it yeah. was worth it for sure. Cause we, we were just, yeah, there to get a job done and, um, then yeah. best friends after. So it was cool. And was that a decision that you two made or what people advised you to make? Yeah, I think um, so. the whole coaching thing was Kelly's like idea. She'd had the same um, at the Olympics with Maria Matola um, and they just distanced themselves like from each other a couple of weeks out. So she kind of right. had been through the whole thing and she was like, listen, if, if you guys really want to both have the best races, then you got to treat each other like competitors. You don't want to know what each other's doing in the, the week leading up. You don't want to be living together. You don't want to be, yeah. So um, kind of just took her advice, really. Yeah, right. <laughs> so interesting. Um, and I, f I f feel like, um, like possibly if there were two spots and that that person who got second got it it probably could have been harder but going into it knowing that absolutely just one of you was going to go well unless both of you didn't go um yeah <laughs> maybe would have been it like I wonder what it would have been like if there were two spots and you missed out on that second spot I just wonder if it um would have been yeah. tougher to deal with yeah yeah I think um I don't know I kind of um I just thought oh, it made me hungry for another four years and I was so pumped and, and just watching her there and like it, I still felt like I experienced it because I, I was with her like the whole build up um, and I thought this is such a good like this happens I, I believe everything happens for a reason I thought the reason is like it's going to make me strong for four years time um, but it did like I think that hunger can also push you over the edge um, so, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's pushed you in the, well, eventually in uh, a great direction with triathlon because um, obviously uh, you've been quite successful so far at duathlon and and triathlon for sure. So right now where you're at now, do you feel like all of that has sort of made you a smarter and stronger athlete today? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think um, even just the thing of like, I think triathlon suits me better in terms of like a lifestyle thing, just because you can yeah. do that much more training, like like in a safe way. Um, it's that mm -hmm. little bit more kind of demanding. And um, yeah, I just I just love like the whole lifestyle of it and, and just the variety of people that you meet. Um, but it's taught me, yeah, some massive lessons. Um as well, just even from like a nutritional point of view, that things that I would never 
consider as a runner or never really needed to. Um, yeah, it's definitely, definitely taught me a lot yeah. of lessons. Yeah, I bet. So mum is a, still a doctor? Uh, yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah, busy times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. what kind of doctor is she? Uh, sorry, say that again. What what type of doctor is she? Um, she's a GP, so yeah, your normal right, kind of yeah, family doctor. <laughs> yeah, okay. And and what does Dad do? Oh, sorry, I think I just cut out. Am I cutting out? Ah, oh, okay. Oh, sorry, you you're back. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, that's all right. And what about Dad? Uh, my dad is, I want to say he does engineering. Yeah, something like that, like structural building <laughs> stuff. <laughs> uh, I think that engineering is probably one of the um, occupations that people truly don't understand. And he's your dad and uh, you clearly don't fully understand what he does. Yeah, I just hear him mention the word subsidence and then I, t I totally switch off. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you think, um, out, out of mum or dad, uh, where does the competitive streak come from? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely my dad. He's kind of, uh, me and my dad really clash. Like he's, um, yeah, my mum and my sister are totally like chilled and they will drive you everywhere and they're, they're like the world's best supporters. Um, whereas, yeah, my dad is even when we were kids like if he could beat me at something he would he would definitely not let me uh win <laughs> is that right i love that yeah and like when i was tiny like really really little um he'd always do these sunday morning runs i'd be like yeah i want to go for a run with, with uh um because he'd take the dog and i'd be like yeah super keen and then the day that i beat him in a sprint finish i dropped like because i started knowing the route and where the car was and stuff and yeah the day i got back <laughs> to the car first so i never never got an invite out again oh sorry <laughs> is it fair to say he's a sore loser is that what you're telling us <laughs> terrible terrible and i'm i, I hope <laughs> i'm not like that Do you have to practice your, like, you know, when you see at award shows when you can see that they've clearly worked on their, like, <laughs> face and just that, it, have you had to work on that based, based on, uh, <laughs> on this, on the acceptance, um, face, facial expressions? Have you had to work on that? Um, to be, to be honest, I'd probably just like turn my face down or hide it, <laughs> hide the whole face. <laughs> Oh gosh, I'm going to keep an eye out for that for sure. <laughs> um, okay, so what is a game of Monopoly like uh, in the Pallant residence? Um, oh, board games. I don't think we, we've never, yeah, again, that involves sitting down. I don't think I'd get an invite <laughs> to that, to be fair. Twister then. Would it be Twister? You gotta move. Oh, Twister. Yeah, for sure. So my dad always used to have these crazy, um, like um, he'd he'd organise these uh, outdoor like camping weekends for like teenagers and stuff, and um, he'd do these things like he'd make up crazy games like around the bonfire, like how far can you walk out with um, like beer bottles and these wide games where everyone would have like a piece of string around their um, wrist. And you'd have like bases and you have to get to, into the other people's bases and nick their stuff. And, but if you got the string ripped out of your, ripped off your wrist, like they, they were aggressive. Like I'm sure they wouldn't pass, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> test these days. But, um, yeah, there was some pretty crazy kind of competitive games used to play. I love it. It almost sounds a little bit like army training, but, but for the kids, for, yeah. the, whole, for the whole family. Yeah. Yeah, so my dad was in the army. This is where it all comes from. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, there you go. That's so crazy. you mentioned that your sister is more like your mum. What about your brother? Yeah. Where does he fit in with everything? Um, my, my brother is, 
I'm not sure. He's kind of he's kind of his own guy. Like he's the super smart one. So he's the one that I think my dad always hoped to be a lawyer or something. Um, but he's also kind of super creative and sensitive, and ended up being a ballet dancer. So whilst um, and again, oh, I think wow. my dad, yeah, my dad blames that on me for like since he was young, kicking footballs at him in the goal and stuff, putting him off all sports. <laughs> what, so he's still a ballet dancer now? Uh, yep. Yeah, he's based in Germany at the moment. So uh, he yeah studied in Paris and then um, has been to different companies kind of around. But, yeah, he's always on the move as well. Wow. St- studied in Paris and that sounds pretty legit. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He it sounds like he's, he's up um, there. But again, I've I've been told. So I went to one. I got an invite to one of his shows, and um, yeah, I was because it is quite funny. Like if you've never been to ballet and you see your brother like prancing on stage, not wearing a lot, like like these things are tight. And I got the giggles, so uh, my mum kicked me out kind of at the interval. Oh my god! Got invited back out. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. I've been to the ballet a couple of times, but I've only ever gone to ballet. Um, I can appreciate ballet dancers are incredible athletes, Um, Mm. but I don't always fully understand the story. So I've only gone to ones (laughs) where I know the story because, like, I think I went to Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, exactly. So then I can just, yeah, I don't have to concentrate too hard on what the actual story is about because I know it. Um, but yeah, ballet dancers are incredible, incredible athletes for sure. And artists as well, I guess. Um, yeah. yeah. And we have banter Um, because my brother always is like, oh, he thinks like, I always say, oh, it's not a sport and it's not, but it is like seeing how his body's changed. It's proper. Yeah. Proper physical. And and he's one of the, more of the lifters. Like he's, um, yeah. So his upper body's built pretty, um, pretty well. They are strong. They're so mm. strong. They are. And he's yeah. and he's one of the taller ones. So he always gets the like in brackets heavy girls. Like they're not really heavy heavy, but yeah, um, yeah. he'll get the bigger ones. Yeah. So yeah. He's put out yeah. a few shoulders, had a few surgeries. Really? Yeah. It's pretty hardcore. Wow. Yeah, for sure. Um, we're going to have to wrap things up, um, because we've been going for over an hour, I think. Um, and I definitely have to go to bed. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Go for it. You told me you've got about three different training sessions that you need to do probably indoors today. So I should probably let you, have you already done a session this morning? Yeah. Done my big one. Okay. Ah, okay. Nice one. Um, But before I let you go, um, I've got a question that I've decided that I'm going to ask everyone on the podcast, but you're now the second person uh, that I've asked this question to. Don't be, don't be nervous. It's not a, it's not a hard question, but (laughs) who is your favorite famous Emma? Don't be nervous. It doesn't, and not triathlon related. There's heaps of Emmas in triathlon, but of all the famous Emmas in all of the lands, who's your favourite? Of all the, all the, hang on, you cut out. Say it one more time. In all the, oh. fa- <laughs> of all the famous <laughs> Emmas yeah. ever. Yeah. Let's not count triathlon though. Who's your oh. favourite Emma? Oh. An Emma, famous Emma. You really put me on the spot. Um, I have to say, I know her name's Emma, and I know she's an actress. She's got short blonde hair. I just can't think of her surname. She was in um, oh, that film. Um, uh, <laughs> Good one. Oh, Parent Trap. Parent Trap. Oh, she oh was Emma Thompson. No. Yes. Yes. Emma Thompson. From the UK, she's British, right? Yeah, very British. Yes. Okay. Um, if yeah, I'm like her when great. I'm old, so, I'll be happy. So she was in, um, oh God, Love Actually. Lo- Love Actually. Yep. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just double checking that we've got <laughs> the right one because we were watching a movie the other night 
we as in my husband and I, and he had no idea who she was. And I'm like, even if you don't remember her name, you've got to recognize her. Like you you have to show him parent trap. Parent trap. That's an old one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. With the the twins that like get up to mischief. Was that Lindsay Lohan? Was she the twins? Yeah. Was she the twins? Ah, (laughs) She was the twins. Very old. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it was just her, right? Or yeah, no, she doesn't have a yeah, twin. Yeah, it was yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, thank you so much for taking the time. Sorry for so many technical and small children issues in trying to get no. this chat across the line, <laughs> but I appreciate your time. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you for having me. Uh, pleasure, and uh, you look after yourself, particularly in this current. Um, situation that we're all in take care of yourselves stay healthy stay i don't know i was about to say stay indoors but you might not have to be fully indoors at the moment who knows we are fully fully indoors you're fully indoors where you are yeah i'm out on the streets we're not there yet okay yeah right you keep safe okay we'll do and we will chat to you soon and at some stage see you on a start line again definitely awesome thank you so much